all the people who went to the sex ed came back and they gave all the information to the ones who didn't go to the sex ed the way the way we learned it no we learned it from friends yeah. so rather than going and attending sex ed with him it you know it became a point where he came and said i know what you and daddy did to have me <laughs> and then i have i have another i have a younger one now and then he came back and he said and you did it again to have anna i'm like i'm like yes i did it twice i'm sorry okay guys um after you're working with educational institutions inside of a hard sell to kind of include sex ed in curriculums nivedha i'd love your input on this as well yeah. so, um, uh, we're not at a position where we can include it in somebody else's academic curriculum that's not for us to decide sadly but um we do so both capacity, capacity, so in what capacity do you work so basically it's always been online because we started only a couple of months ago but yeah. uh, we go like you know we're called where there are like a bunch of students and a topic is given to us and we are we educate those students on those topics so usually it's so for example once we went to um a, we were invited by like a rural school in delhi who had okay. a tie another organization and we taught these very young 14 12 14 year old girls about like you know cycles or like you know that was done by another healthcare professional we spoke about like you know like understanding your body self defense you know what to do if something happens if like sexual assault or anything takes place how do you react what do you do understanding your body consent lots and lots of consent like you know if something right. is consensual even if it's in your family it's not okay and you need to go talk to your mother or somebody like you know teacher or something mm-hmm. so those like really nice those everybody learned a lot and it was the feedback was great but when we also we also gone to like a university where we had to talk about sex education with like engineering students which was mainly i don't know 19 20 year old men yeah so i started I, engineering and the ratio is, high, is highly skewed in the favor of men there's barely any women at all many men and we were just like okay this is fine you know what we're just doing we're just doing our thing and then we have to leave but i feel like those men get so enticed or they get so excited or when they see just young girls talking about sex publicly oh and you can, it, it's it's very obvious it's very very obvious and we still do our thing and we leave and then we later we're just like i don't like so, so when it comes to those sessions you don't know if you've actually contributed enough or if it was just 45 minutes of fun for somebody else so that's Really sad, isn't it? Because I, I know exactly what you mean. You know, it's funny. Even as an actor, I feel like I'm judged by these weird standards that because I'm a city girl, you know, uh, yeah, I go out or I have male friends or drink. And even today, even today, like people judge, but when they get to know you, they change their ideas about you. Okay, okay, your your values are. Your, You're a this good is, this is this is what i hate this is what i hate how is having male friends or sex or anything connected to one's morale or value all the time that's what i hate like you know what i mean 
I used to hate it. Like I think being, I've, I've always been a rebel and I've always been the person who says, oh, come on, sex is happening, cut the crap. Yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of a person. So I, I, I feel you because always people thought, oh my, some, there was a point in life and people thought, oh, this one's never going to get married, you know? <laughs> this, one, this one just talks rubbish. <laughs> she's never, she, she's never going to, you know, you know <laughs> I, I, I for a point thought, oh my God, is it true? <laughs> so... Uh, so, so it's like that. Now, immediately they start thinking something is wrong with you. You're, you don't have morale or you're not a nice person or, yeah, I think it's awful. Like, you know, I don't think any of this, you know, even if somebody wants to have sex every day, let's just say, I don't think their sexual needs has to be connected to someone's morality or whether they're a nice person or not, because I do have patients you know, who come and see me. And when they see me, sometimes they get really disappointed and they say, oh my God, I trusted him. He's a friend of mine. He's such a nice guy. Or they say, she's such a nice girl. And I diagnosed them with chlamydia or something. And I'm thinking, she's still such a nice girl. I mean, he's still such, he's still a nice guy. I mean, because he had sex with someone else or because he's had sex before or because he picked up an STI that immediately does not mean that he's awful. So this is what I don't understand. What is the connection between somebody being sexually active and them being a nice guy or not? I don't understand. What, what are you thinking? Only murderers have sex. What is that that you're thinking? No. Nivedita, it's interesting that you say that because I wanted to ask you what is the main difference that you see between Indians and non-Indians, especially because you're in Sydney, in when it comes to this entire topic. I mean, of course, we know culturally they're, you know, far more liberal. But when it comes to, like, these kind of things, what is what is the main difference? Is there a huge difference? See, it's, it's interesting that you ask me because I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know the difference between what happened in India and in Australia because in India, we ne- I never spoke about sex. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I'm like, I'm thinking I did not ask an 18-year-old patient whether she's having sex or not. That was sad. That's how I got trained. I looked at a patient and I said, oh, she's got a discharge. Mm, the discharge looks like gonorrhea. And we tested her for gonorrhea. And if the gonorrhea came back positive, we'll call her next, like she'll come to the OPD next day or something like that and say, your test came back positive. Here you go, the injection and the medicine for gonorrhea. Off you go. Okay, bye, that's it. Next patient. This is how I treated her. I didn't use the word sex at all. <laughs> when I'm diagnosing an STI, I didn't use the word sex. When I treated this girl, I didn't use the word sex. I did not ask any of the young girls, boys, or whoever, women, men who came with STIs, whether they are being, you know, forced or whether it's consensual. I did not ask that. And I did not ask the question whether you're using contraception and whether you want to get pregnant or what is your method of contraception? Nothing. In fact, I dreaded to ask are you having sex because she's an 18 year old unmarried girl probably accompanied by her mother or aunt to the OPD you know what I mean I don't think I can ask that question and get away with it they'll probably beat me up you know Uh, but the obvious thing is she's there with the discharge so so clearly you know so so this is where this was where we were at I don't know where we are at today I don't know how if we are able to ask but you sex, know, about the sex ed curriculum there, because you had mentioned something very interesting about it not just being for kids and that they involve the parents. I, and I find yes. that extremely interesting. You want to tell me more about yes. that? Yes, I, I do. I do. So in terms of sex ed curriculum here, I'm very lucky because I've got two kids of my own. And um, they start sex ed when kids are in about year four. They offer it. But if you don't want to do it, that's fine. So year four is there about nine years old. Um, 
and if you feel like yeah mm-hmm. and if you feel like it's a bit too early you don't have to take it and then they do it when they're 10 that is in year year five um see i mean what i did with my eldest is i said no 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 nine year old sex education what are you talking no way and then uh, that was fine and i thought oh we'll do it next year you know when he's what happened there were a bunch of guys whose parents said yes nine years good go to sex ed and then all the people who went to the sex ed came back and they gave all the information to the ones who didn't go to the sex ed. the way the way we learned it no we learned it from friends yeah. so rather than going and attending sex ed with him it you know it became a point where he came and said i know what you and daddy did to have me <laughs> And then I have, I have another, I have a younger one now. And then he came back and he said, and you did it again to have Anna. I'm like, I'm like, yes, I did it twice. I'm sorry. That's so funny. So it was like that. So it's up to you whether you want to educate your children or not. They they are going to get the information. You know, that's what I learned. So second time around, I thought there's no point not doing this. Let's just do it, you know, with them. Yeah, then they hear it from the right person and the right source. And sorry, and coming to the sex ed that happens here, I think it's very interesting because your sex education happens with a parent. So a parent or both your parents you can take has to a parent, but definitely has to accompany a child. And then you have that year's class teachers and everybody attending the sex ed as well. And then you have the sex educator doing it. And the reason behind this is, I think this is a very delicate topic, whether we're talking about, you know, they talk about masturbation and touching your private parts and how it is all associated with puberty and how that is okay, because it's, because that is also associated with a lot of guilt. And talking about that actually, in front of a parent, in front of the teachers, with the children, it makes it just very no- normal. It makes them guilt-free. It feel, it just feels like, oh, yes, I was doing that. Rather than thinking I'm touching my genitals, what's happening with me? They feel yeah. like, oh, this is probably something everybody does. Oh, it seems like mom knows about it. And it looks like the teacher knows about it as well. Do you know what I mean? So, so it, just, it just breaks the ice for many things. And the same thing... Uh, it breaks eyes for sexual assault and sexual abuse because when an assault and abuse happens most of the time the children or whoever try to blame themselves they feel guilty and they think it is their fault so they don't come to a parent or a teacher because they are feeling really uncomfortable that it is their fault they did something wrong instead if you say consent is important nobody is allowed to do this without your permit permission and if somebody does it you need to go to your parent or a teacher and if all this is broken in front of these adults we are creating a safe space for them. We are creating a community of sex educate, you know, sex educating a community and creating a safe space for a community rather than just the child in the school. Because that's what we want. We want him to go yeah. and tell the parent. We, if, the, if he's not comfortable with the parent, we want him or her to go and tell the teacher. So we are, we are kind of, you know, and I think that is what that approach will be great for India because yeah. considering... Exactly, because considering all of us, there is generations that has missed sex education and all of this. So rather than us targeting and focusing and only on the children in school, I feel like we should bring 
tell them to bring a person from home it can actually even be their aunt it can be their grandma if your grandma's interested for sex said you know bring her because she is home and she is the safe person and you might be close to her you know what i mean yeah you know, and you might feel like you may maybe you won't tell your mom and dad what's going on but you might feel comfortable to go and tell your nanny what's going on you know because you feel like she's telling you stories and you might feel comfortable and she can become that safe person so i feel like we should you know invite and do sex ed in that way we are doing community sex education and then eventually we'll reach a point where we have a whole community that has been educated is so that's yes. what's happening here and that's what i think is great is it i mean you're in australia and ashna here honestly before i thought about having this conversation i didn't really think about you know how many sex educators there are or what the state of the sex of sex education is currently uh, all i all i know from the news is that it's clearly not happening because you know so much crap is going down in this country as far as sexual assault and stuff is uh, you know happening but like is this an upcoming field are there a lot of sex educators because i like had to go looking for you guys on the internet so <laughs> so i think uh, because of the internet i've been very grateful and very lucky to be able to meet a lot of amazing sex educators or healthcare professionals who've turned into sex educators but right. um, i think it's coming up and i think it's coming up because a lot of people see these people on the internet right like you see right. a sex Educator on the internet, you see them speak so passionately about something so normal, yet you know, like shunned all the time. And I think a lot of people who've always wa- had that voice, who wanted to step up, who wanted to speak up for something they believe in, I think when you see a bunch of powerful people doing it on the internet, it makes you want to do it as well, and it gives you the strength knowing that you're not the only one doing it. Yeah. So when we started, we were very scared because we didn't know any sex educators when we started the organization. So we were like. Okay, we're a bunch of eighteen to twenty year olds talking about sex. That's great. We're gonna help people. That's amazing. Yeah. But nobody knew how it was going to turn out because we've never seen anyone do it. But once we got involved and we met so many other sex educators, we realized that this is like a lot of people doing what we're doing, and it's fine and it's great. I mean, yeah. like you know, we're all do we're all. I think as Dr. Nevzita said, right? We're all running towards the same cause. We're like the end goal is the same for everybody. So right. I think. coming up more because more people are seeing like you know on like they're looking up on the internet and they're seeing more people talk about these things i just wanted to you know add rashi that in terms of you know sex educators coming up i think it's absolutely fantastic that we are using uh, the social media in a positive way for a positive thing you know yes it was start you know yes there's a lot of entertainment and there's a lot of cooking there's there's beauty there's this and that but i think you know using it for something that's lacking in our country and all of us working towards this is just absolutely fantastic and i also want to say there's so many youngsters i should say have started you know little pages where they want to educate their you know even school kids like i have you know i think there is a page called project adolescence where they literally year 10 11 12 kids um and they have started started a page and they want to you know they they reach out to sexual educators and professionals and see how we can help them and stuff like that so there are various people who want to start sex education in school which is absolutely fantastic it's not happening but we are all working towards it and i think that's what's important and like ashna said you know baby steps you know she's she has done some rural teaching and the people who have you know reached out from india to say that you know do you want to do sex ed you know do you want to come and teach sex ed so what i'm doing now is putting a sex ed material together and i want that sex ed material to be like how it was i loved how they did it here so just you know very casually 
getting into the deep you know side of things so i'm putting that together and if i'm looking forward to start doing that in schools and stuff like that um mm. and yeah and introducing and requesting you know sex ed and she said you know how you went to engineering college and i think that's fantastic because they all need it the whole community needs it and i was trying to contact my professor in my college and say you know i i i try to talk about how medical students need it because you know how i didn't ask the right questions i feel like they don't know right so they need to know that they are in a position you know i said we can teach dermatologists post graduates or we can do obstetricians we can do a whole range of doctors who actually need to know that they have to ask these questions and i don't think they were very impressed i don't think they really wanted me to actually come and talk about you know sex i don't yeah so i don't think they were very impressed at all they said oh maybe you can talk about contraception with gynecologist this is what they said and i said and i thought you know i replied back very politely and i said i think you lost the point you know i don't have to talk about contraception because it's a book for contraception yes. what i need to talk about is you clearly didn't ask the 18 year old what you had to ask so that is what you know we have to teach which is not in the book um it's such a complex society here in india in particular mm, mm. in the asian subcontinent and like in particular mm. because our values get confused with so many other things and no, but along with that we have to fight the politics we have to fight the patriarchy there are so many things that we have to constantly keep fighting and then you know it's so hard yeah it's to untangle it all mm, mm. bit of a process but hopefully mm. we'll get there that's the hope what are the biggest myths that you guys have to bust about um sex like through your process i'm very curious to know this from the biggest myth the only i think question i get about 10 or 15 almost every single day is can i masturbate every day is it bad for me what is it going to do this masturbation guilt and this masturbation is a bad thing and something is going to bad going to happen to you because you're you know giving yourself self pleasure is the most commonest question and that's something yeah. that i answer almost every day so i think i should have a response that says masturbation is healthy masturbate every day so you know and, and if you masturbate every day it's okay i should have it in in bold and sometimes i feel i should yeah. just have automated response because most of the time this is what people are, is it okay i'm masturbating every day is it okay is it they keep they want reassurance they want yeah. they want someone else to say it is okay you know yeah. but that's that's the biggest myth that i find it extremely difficult to break because people send me all kind of articles where people are now saying you know you know fad fab oh. sorry what is that fad yeah. something no fab, fab. sorry sorry people What? keep sending What? me articles no fab no fab means no masturbation which means you're preserving the sperm and the serum uh, the semen inside you and when you preserve that inside you you're getting some kind of weird immense energy which kind of gives no, you no my god i think yes. i yes yes gives you the power to become i don't know they have like successful entrepreneurs to magicians so <laughs> so so now i'm thinking uh, i'm not quite sure and then there is you know there's another you know sex educator online who says if you really find it precious you can ejaculate and drink it back <laughs> because he thinks it's protein that's so like don't waste it drink it back it's okay if you think it's protein like you know we almost i mean sometimes it's annoying because we try patiently to explain to people and then you know they come up with stuff like this and there's every you know people on the internet talking about there's gurus and these big oh people talking about 
not masturbating and it's really hard because then people again again keep asking is it okay i'm masturbating is it okay is it okay so that's my biggest thing okay so like a lot of people come and tell us that you know uh, when it comes to brahmacharya you should abstain from sexual practices as a whole and they say that that's a part of the indian like you know script holy scriptures or like you know ancient scriptures or whatever but then in response to that there's also the kama sutra which is also an old scripture which says the exact opposite so i think you just get to choose what you want to believe in then people have answers for everything it's true i i have to agree with you ashna because i recently did a live with um seema anand and she's the you wow. know the kama sutra uh, guru kind of thing and you know what she i learned something very important for her is because there is a lot of literature like you said you know there is literature that says that you know sex is not a good thing there is literature that says don't masturbate and there's also kama sutra written written by our own people so i reckon what she says is we have to read everything we, you have to know everything you have to know kama sutra you have to know this you have to know that and then you should think for yourself you have to do what your body wants yeah, exactly. what you want you know rather than you know you don't have to follow all of it but it is important mm-hmm. to know what is there and in fact when you know these things are there you there's also explanation as to why people are saying this you know when you're reading yeah. then in that book it probably would say we're saying this because this this and this and then when you're reading kama sutra it says the importance of pleasure or you know you know the whole range of things so it is import it's good to know all of this and make an informed decision as to what okay. suits you or what you know works for you rather than just purely put a blanket and says this is what they said so you can't have sex or you say oh we are kama sutra you know you, exactly. you can't no yeah so more knowledge is knowledge is power and i think yes and i think it's very important that yeah you can gain your knowledge anything like sex ed or whatever increase your knowledge and then do what is right or what feels right or what works for you because then you would have had an explanation for everything exactly okay yeah so um that's the thing like a lot of people find the compulsive need other people what's right for them they tell yeah. us should like you know you shouldn't have sex you shouldn't masturbate this and that but i feel like you need to make decisions only and only for your body like you and you have to allow everybody else to make decisions for their own the, when you start propagating things that this is right and this is wrong i feel like that's not your place unless it's an actual threat to your body right no for you to like you know tell others what to do with their own body and i think that's what people don't understand because they feel like whatever everybody feels like what they are doing is like the right thing to do so they decided all everybody else i think that's where all the confusion starts and i think i also have to like you know second by saying you're right there are some people who want to masturbate every day or you know or you know have sex every day but there are also some people who are asexual you know who don't exactly. want to have sex at all and who doesn't do it so so you can pick and choose what your body wants go by what your body needs or wants so if you feel like you want to masturbate before you go to sleep because there are a lot of benefits of masturbation and it is on you know there's a lot of education about it but if you believe that you're not up for it you don't want to do it in fact you feel energized if you don't do it go for it who cares but telling other exactly. people that this is the right thing to do you have to do and I think that is where that is where things go wrong you're right i, I agree with ashna on social media like you know when people put up on social media yeah. that this is the right thing to do you are automatically invalidating every other like you know maybe gender sexuality or everybody yeah. else in yeah. the same yeah when people I propagate think. romance or when they propagate like you know binaries like non binary people are invalidated aromantic people are invalidated because like they don't understand that there are there's like a crazy like the spectrum is huge right yeah. 
you need to respect every point of the spectrum even if it doesn't apply to you i think that's what people don't realize and i think i think in so, i think that's the important thing about social media because i think in social media people get confused a little bit about sharing their own experience and giving gyan they are two different things you know yes you have a freedom to say and share whatever you want because i think that is what social media has done it's given everybody the freedom to say or post or do whatever they want so yeah go for it go for it and say i don't masturbate i feel great yeah go for it great instead people are doing it they're calling it teaching and that that's what annoys me is then they start teaching and telling people is the best thing to do is not masturbate now i think that's that's where you're stepping your boundaries and that is where research and on what basis you're saying that and all that yeah. comes in and that is what is not okay you know share your experience yeah. say i do this i feel great stop it there and then it's for up to people to decide to decide whether oh he says he feels great should i do it or not and then again there's a whole bunch of people saying oh i masturbate every every day i feel awesome then again it's for that people to say oh this person says that that person says that what should i do for myself so so i think that is where you have to understand opinion fact yes 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 so so don't everybody don't start giving gyan to other people don't start teaching other people from your own you know your experience if you feel like yeah like you know if some some people you know feel like like even for mental health i get really upset because some people say you know all you need to do is exercise and meditate and you'll be fine you know yeah. but honestly say that you exercise you meditate you feel great all that is valid you know but there could be people who probably need medication you mm. know so so don't don't talk or don't say for everyone because that's not okay and and that is what is important i think that is what people on in the social media platform also have to understand you know there is you have to draw a line as to what you are going to share and what your experience is versus what you start teaching people and telling people and you know calling yourself a you know gyan giving person so don't don't do that leave you know leave that to people Wait, I, what do you guys think people should do to educate like their own kids their own families i mean we, we are still in a place where you know we don't have any existing formula yeah yeah when it comes to this i definitely think it the younger the better like and i'm i'm when i say sex education needs to be for younger kids i don't mean tell a 3 year old where babies come from it's as simple oh, as these days they know a little bit so <laughs> <laughs> exactly like, you need to like tell them like you know like for example body anatomy i personally feel like it starts when you like what two years old when you're teaching somebody your nose your mouth your elbows your shoulders make sure you're also teaching them the other parts of the body as well like make sure you use words like penis and vulva make sure you say these things because otherwise these kids are never going to know what it's called until they until they grow up and yeah i think that that could, like so tomorrow if like a 4 year old knows the parts of their body and for and that is one part of it and let's say we also make sure to teach consent and teaching consent is not like you know explaining a sexual assault to a 4 year old teaching consent is you don't do something without somebody else's permission and if something is done to you without your permission that's not okay as well right so it's like very basic stuff like even like for example eating food from somebody else's tiffin box that's right. not okay without asking them if it's okay with like i think that's, that's where consent begins isn't it that's how you teach consent isn't it like super baby analogies when you just start with those and yeah. then you actually say if somebody touches you unless it's your you know your parent 
it's not okay and i think when you teach these things together that way for whatever reason if if an unfortunate situation takes place and a five year old is sexually assaulted they know they know the words yeah. you know palwa and vagina and they can say that this is where i was touched this is by whom i was touched and i know it is wrong because my parents or my teachers or you know somebody in my family told me that right. i cannot touch over here without my consent and i think automatic and, and you know when parents are doing that ashna that is also important for the parent to accept that the child says no to going to a certain uncle's house or an auntie's house when a, when a child says i won't go and sit on the uncle's lap or i won't go and sit on auntie's lap or give auntie puppy no i don't want to give puppy means that's where you are validating the consent so when someone says no and if as a parent if you say don't don't say like that you know go and talk to her or go and sit on his lap if you say that then how do you expect all of a sudden for this exactly. child to say no in another why is that no better than this no yeah right exactly. so no has to be validated everywhere exactly. so parents teach children consent when children say no you respect them and you say okay because only then when they grow up and they feel uncomfortable or they don't like something they feel like i can say no and it's not a bad thing because a lot of the time people are confused they start thinking that no is a bad thing will my boyfriend yeah. feel bad if i say no will I, if i say no will he leave me you know those kind of question comes because when you said no as a child your parents didn't like it correct you know so, so yeah. that is where consent begins so consent begins okay. with everything you know so that is very mm-hmm. very important and i agree with like you know what asna says and things like i i read this somewhere recently and it just blew my mind things like being asked to cover up when men in the family come home or are there uh, it's like normalizing this whole in your own house you of women in your own family how it's okay i honestly never thought about it before and it just blew my mind it's a small thing right but it's so normalized in the indian context that it just like it's really crazy and what would you guys like to say to people who think thick as thick education what would you guys like to say to people who think sex education is just all hoo ha is just it's for not for indians in particular it is uh, putting wrong ideas in the heads of youngsters and making them want to do things even that they never thought of before uh so what i really want to say is there is a paper that has been published a lot of research has been done based on the fact that children who have had sex education who have been educated about sexual assault abuse and all these things are people who actually start their debut or start having sex in a much much later age when compared to the children who actually have no idea because it's human tendency to explore it's human tendency to want to know you know uh, you know the craving of knowledge i want to know what's going on what is this part why do i feel like touching this why can't he put something in there or she can't put these things are questions that are there in people's mind so if you fill this knowledge earlier and if you tell them that this is how you're going to feel and that's okay and this is what this does people fall pregnant you know or you do all these education there is research actually that has proven that people yeah. don't have sex early they postpone their debut because they make an informed choice informed consent 
and you know get proper contraception and prevention of STIs, prevention of unwanted pregnancies. So all those things happen with sex education rather than not. And this is not just you know us saying this is research that they have done among group of children that has proven and it's very easy to find like this research is not even like you know hidden somewhere like you when no. you Google it, first thing you'll see like you know if you're educated about these things then you will you know like the first time you have sex it's going to be later as compared to like you know other people because you're just more informed about your decision yeah oh interesting i don't i don't i didn't know that actually yeah. Uh, I never thought about it that way, but again, mm. we didn't have education. So, <laughs> mm. anyway, and I think that is why it's important to sex educate people because then you're having, you know, like sexual, everything will be delayed, everything will be prevented. We will have a much, much better place, peaceful place, consentful sex, you know, uh, and avoid a lot of things if people are educated. I love, I love that. Thank yeah. you guys so much for joining me today this is so fun and i hope you guys keep doing the amazing work that y'all are doing Thank in you. educating uh, all the youngsters or just even or people of all age groups basically i think everybody needs sex education yes, yes. Um, but uh, keep doing the amazing job that you guys are doing and thank you so much for being here this is so fun Thank you, so thank you. Thank you so much for having us, Rashi. And I really want to say that, you know, um, everyone should, I think now for now, before we get sex ed in schools and having a curriculum, I think there's some great work going on either on Facebook or Instagram and so many of our pages, you know, Sex at India or my page. There's so many of us trying to do sex education. So, you know, parents can follow it. They can encourage, you know, teenage kids to follow it because we are really trying to educate as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a start, you know, that's a good start because everybody's got social media, right? All the kids have like, uh, I know, I don't know if TikTok is banned, but here all the kids have TikTok, they have Instagram, they have Facebook, they have everything. So, you know, if you're seeing us, if you're hearing that, you know, we are doing professional work and if you're feeling awkward talking about child, definitely ask them to follow us because we are trying to educate as much as we can. Guys, go follow all of them. Do you want to share your handles? I'm going to put them in the description anyway, but do you want to just like tell people what your handles mm -hmm. are? Yeah, sorry. So my handle is Dr. Nivi Untaboos on Instagram and on Facebook, it's Untaboos. And, and uh, we're Sex Education India everywhere. So Instagram is Sex Ed, Sex Education and then there's a period. So dot India. Amazing. Go follow them guys uh, and keep yourselves uh, safe and keep yourselves informed. Ciao. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.